2: Oh,
3: yeah, record and veins, power, (laughs) power, yeah, yeah, give it to me, give it to me. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did the bowser With the best thing you've been since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make up believer from doubt put in the stick in the shower, up from base power, hour Yeah, hello Oh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound, it is episode 339 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I, of course, am Brian Breaker, and joining me, as always, Big underscore Bane. What's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. You know, I, I've been uh, I've been thinking about this lately. Yeah, I am the one that calls you Big Underscore Bane. Huh? Not that damn Bill Venus. He stole my shit. He did. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Maybe you ought to confirm about that. I well, I don't want him to. He doesn't know where I, I moved. He doesn't know where I live. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's found you every single
0: place you've gone, though. That is a very good point. So, Do you think he's following you here? Probably. That's I mean, probably what's happening. I think you might have to start parking down the street, maybe. Yeah. I'm not walking that far, <laughs> pal. <laughs> I want a Venus-free zone, damn it. <laughs> I was, I was just about to ask you for a garage door over so I can park closer. <laughs> it's like, we've got inclement weather here, yeah. man. I don't want to Jeez. walk the snow. <laughs> well, it's episode 339. Your best friend in the whole wide world, GBM, is our special guest. That
1: cocky, smug prick.
0: Captain Ahab himself. I don't yeah. know where he got that one, but I love it. That's what? such a great nickname. I mean, Eric, I, Eric and Barry gave it to him, but its uh, it's pretty awesome. So, GBM will be coming up. Uh, oddly enough, he thought I did this on purpose, mm-hmm. that I timed it to where we would be playing his interviews around the same time the AEW figures hit the shelves. Dude, we ain't that clever. GBM. No, not at all. But, <laughs> yeah, as of this recording, nothing's hit yet, but by the time this drops, who knows? Who knows? I'll tell you what won't hit.
1: That one in 1,000 and that one in 500. Well
0: someone will find it yeah and guess who it won't be gbm dude he's going to make it his personal mission to get a 50 dollars like panda express gift card from you
1: dude it's it's just not gonna happen
0: not gonna happen well there you go sorry to break the news (laughs) breaking news you're gonna fail (laughs) we'll see who gets the last laugh it's gonna be fun to See how that goes. Like I said, GBM is our special guest coming up later in the show. We got some wrestling talk. We got a little bit of a movie talk, but it's kind of more pertaining to a podcast, which is kind of fun. Oh boy! Uh, San Diego Comic Con, Comic Con at Home was this past week, so we got a lot of new toy talk for sure. Mm-hmm. And big underscore Bane. I think uh, we we talked about it last week. The return of some crazy effing sodas. Man. Are you ready? Nope. I had a pretty heavy lunch. Did you?
1: Yeah. And so I'm not sure if. Uh it's a good idea, but whatever you know.
0: Well, you know, you got a stomach of steel. That's right. I'm cracking this here uh, Bang Energy Cherry Blade Lemonade, classic. Yep, got lemon drop there. Got the old lemon drop. I had a radical skedaddle again today, like earlier today. How'd that feel? It was good. Yeah, it was real good. Tasty. It's real good. Like I, it. I appreciate you saving that
1: for the show. You're welcome. Instead of, you know. Drinking it earlier today. Oh, I didn't think about
0: it to be fair. So Actually, I think I drank that yesterday. Sort of a bitch. I don't know, but I had it recently. Um, you know what's funny is I think with Bangs, I need like a three or four times to determine if I love the flavor or not. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, and that one, I'm like, that's like probably three times I've had it now, and it's it's good. Yeah. It's, it's still hard it. to find though. It is. Yeah. I, I I mean, I don't really go looking for
1: Bangs these these days. I'm still like, like this is the first one I've had since the last time we podcasted.
0: How's that feel? And like. Like I mean, it's fine. I mean, it, it I don't know. I'm just saying. The reason I'm asking is like I know like if I cut out caffeine like that or mm-hmm. whatever, I feel worse. Like the horrible. Well, I, it wasn't as bad as I thought it
1: was going to be. Like I'm still getting my caffeine fix in the morning with my uh, cup of coffee, and I also drink a, a started started cutting out one cup of coffee and I swapped it with uh, some matcha green tea. How's that? Fucking uh, amazing. Was it good? Started to drop the f bomb, but my god. I've had like green tea before and that's not bad. It's uh so with with matcha it's like a it's like a powder. So it's like you're intaking the entire leaf. They just grind it up into a fine powder. There you go. So you mix it up and I, I do it with uh some almond milk and a little bit of honey. Pretty tasty, huh? Pretty dead
0: gum good. Man, I have to give that a shot. Yeah, it's 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 solid. Solid, interesting. I'm sure it doesn't taste as good as bang though. Uh, it depends on how much honey you put in it. I don't know, man. <laughs> Nothing will replace the cool, refreshing Christmas of bang. Well, sure, it's a warm drink. Really yeah, right? I see, it's and like that's another thing. Drink, is I'm not a huge fan of warm drinks.
1: I am in the mornings. You know, I I freeze myself out overnight, man. So, oh, okay. I wake up ready for that warm, toasty drink. I,
0: okay, I, I can I can understand that, but yeah. it's like summertime, like a cold oh, yeah. beverage. Oh, oh yeah. man, it just hits you right. Oh yeah. Well, uh, anyway, what do you say? Uh, what do you say we dive into a little bit of wrestling talk here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bane take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches! Get ready to talk wrestling, Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah! Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. All right, Big Underscore Bane. How about the news that uh, Kyrie Sane has uh, finished up with WWE and is moving back to Japan? You know, it's it's uh, sad as
1: a fan because I love Kyrie Sane to death. I think she is just, like, cute as a button and can whoop ass in the ring. Uh, but uh, I'm sure she's going home to be with her husband. You yeah, know? that
0: was the story. Which, and, I, you know, you kind of think, like, oh, uh, it's probably going to happen.
1: Yeah, and so, I mean, good for her. You know, I think that's I mean, it's good for her. I mean, honestly, for me personally, this would make me, if she decided to pick up wrestling in Japan again, which I'm sure she would if she can, I mean, uh, it'd make me interested in watching her in Japan and some of those Japanese promotions.
0: It makes me think, you know, because there's been talk, obviously, before the pandemic and stuff that NXT Japan might be happening. Yeah. Careful. I'm dropping your phone. Easy. Your Pants are slick. <laughs> <laughs> makes me think that she would probably be a part of that in some capacity. Like maybe like an ambassador or something like that. To try Even to, as a wrestler. Yeah. If it's in Japan. Well, sure. Yeah. Also, too, I was reading, I uh, doing some research on her, and uh, apparently Io Shirai is engaged to evil from New Japan. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's cool. And I, I've always thought she was really good, but I thought, like, Kyrie a
1: little bit more, maybe? There's just something about Kyrie. I think, for me, like, I, I think it is because she's just so adorable looking. Yeah. That when she gets in the ring, it's just... It's that much more impressive that she is like that good.
0: Yeah, and then like has the greatest elbow drop. Yeah, that in elbow drop to me rivals Macho Man's. Like it's you know what's funny is so like good. like kind of like the you look at the frog splashes like you look at Eddie Guerrero, D'Lo Brown, and Rob Van Dam all great, right? But all very different, right? And Macho Man was the first guy that had like a really like vicious looking elbow drop. Yeah. And Shawn Michaels was good, and I never was a huge fan of CM Punk's, but mm-hmm. like everyone's a little bit different. But like Macho Man's looked like he like legit it's, killed you. It was like tight looking, and yeah, and it was probably super stiff, right? Yeah. So, but hers is just like totally different. Of like it's just like wow, like, it's
1: it it reminds me almost like D.L.O.'s version of the frog splash. Yeah, yeah it's, but as an elbow drop. Yeah, because of how she how far she extends herself, and
0: yeah, it, pretty crazy for sure. Good but, stuff. But I think you know it's one of those things. It's kind of sad to see her go. But I think if if it's if it's a good move and good absolutely, for her. absolutely, yeah. Um, Pat McAfee and Adam Cole making some news. This might have been about a week ago or so. Um, I guess Adam Cole's on his I don't know if it's a radio show or podcast or whatever. And um, Pat McAfee's actually worked for WWE as an announcer in the past a little bit. Yeah, and uh, I didn't I didn't just initially watch the clip because everyone was talking about it. I was just like I didn't care. Right. And uh, I guess you know he's kind of gets insulting to Adam Cole and Adam Cole starts dropping f bombs on him the whole deal. Yeah. And just loses his cool and everyone's like oh it's a work and then of course Mark Henry and other people go like, oh it's not a work it's not a work and I'm like this is totally a work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you know what I mean like yeah it just I, I've been around this industry too long yeah to not See things for what they are, yeah, and to know, like, okay, if you're in his spot as, like, I don't know if he's NXT champion, he may have been when that aired, I don't know, but he was like longest running NXT champion, yeah. top guy in NXT, yeah. a whole lot to lose. Hit it, just left, he wouldn't have screamed at the guy, yeah,
1: and then, well, you know, come on, that's the thing. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure I don't know, I've never been to NXT. You have, I mean, I, I would assume that you probably get trained on how to deal with like things like that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Media training. Yeah. And third day I was there. Right. So I feel like he probably would have known to handle it differently. Well, you would think.
0: Yeah. yeah. But also, too, basic human common sense. Right. (laughs) Right. You know? Yeah. Um, So that's where I think it was them trying to get some attention, which, I mean, good on them. The problem is when everyone's like, oh, this ain't no work. Yeah. It's like, okay, come on. You know? That's how I view it. I don't know about you more from like a casual perspective, but. I just thought it was cool. I mean, I just assumed it was a work. I yeah. didn't like I wasn't trying to like
1: downplay it like it is a work, you know. I wasn't like, "Oh, it's a work, who gives a shit?" Yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." Like I it was nice to see Adam Cole get, you know, hot about something, you know, yeah. especially like getting called short or whatever it was, I think, something like that. Yeah, yeah, and and so it was it was cool to see him get pissed off and and kind of cool to like hear those F bombs and things like that from from guys where you're used to Hearing all of duty that stinks.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's always been a big tell for me when you see certain guys like, um, like Hogan. Oh, the, like one of the greatest ones ever was him at Bash of the Beach. All oh, you fans can stick it. Yeah, it's yeah. like that's so lame. I'm you know? gonna kick Goldberg's butt. <laughs> so bad right? Yeah, I mean, right like when you when you start using words like that I'll actually remember I don't know if you remember this and we had a drama class in high school and uh, we had a acting scene not together but a, in our class and one of the scenes had the word damn mm-hmm. and teacher was like you can say it if you want it doesn't bother me because it's in the script he said just don't change it to dang he goes because when you start doing that that's when it, it comes across hokey right and i never had thought about that mm-hmm. but he was he's totally right he said the best thing to do cuz one of the lines was like what the hell is so funny he just right. he said if you just switch it to what's fun what's so funny yeah it it's the same as what what the heck is so funny that sounds right really bad right. and so but you're right the way some of the verbiage is nowadays you're just like Ugh. yeah and granted those examples were from years ago but right. still same context it's
1: it's very very similar nowadays
0: yeah but but yeah, interesting, uh, interesting little back and forth there with yeah. those two. So you know, yeah, dug it. I think with wrestling kind of being what it is in these in these days with the pandemic, it's it's good to get people talking again.
1: One thing I didn't, one thing I will critique on it as a as a, a D bag fan who pretends to know everything, um, I didn't like the fact that Pat McAfee actually like stood his ground and was like, "No, f you," you know that that kind of bothered me because I was like,
0: he should have just cowered. He should have been like, whoa, whoa, right. whoa, right. what's the deal, man? Right. right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But him him just being like, no, if you, man. Like, it was like, ah, oh, come on.
0: And, and it could be one of those things where this happens actually a lot, too, in wrestling. Where there used to be a phrase in NXT that I hated. Like, it's a work, but it's not a work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the hell does that right. You know? And so, um, I had actually heard with Shawn Michaels and Brett. You know they had a lot of heat back in the '90s, and initially, I guess it was all kind of like a plan. Yeah, we're gonna plan all this heat, but then it kind of got legit. Yeah, <laughs> and then they really started like they worked themselves right into a shoot almost. And I kind of <laughs> wonder if maybe that's what this was—maybe where they did kind of like if he was like, "Hey man, what if I throw some jabs at you?" You know. And you kind of get hot, storm off. He's like, yeah, okay, yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. It'll get people talking. And then it goes too far. Then he gets legit pissed. Then he's legit pissed because he's cussing at him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe. you're like, what the hell yeah. just happened? You know. So <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't. I don't know. I right. just. I know sometimes too. Like, you know, with promos, you have to be kind of careful because so few people know how to do like an actual promo where because you can't like if I'm doing a promo on you know the Undertaker. Do I talk about the fact that he's an old man? Right. Probably not. Like AJ yeah. Styles did that, but it was it was done in a way to where you still knew Taker was a badass. So Right. Like he but he he cut deeper than anyone's ever cut on Undertaker. Yep. You know what I mean? So like yep. you have to know where that line is and not go past it and stuff. But they were also trying to make it seem very personal, so that made him kind of pull back into the this is more Mark Calloway than The Undertaker type of thing.
1: Which, I know we're getting off topic, but that, to me, was, like, the coolest thing because, legit, we hadn't seen a Mark Calloway match in WWE ever. True, true. And so, like, that was kind of cool, like, which, when that happened, I wasn't thinking we were getting a Mark Calloway match, but after hearing, like, the talk on the on the documentary, I was like, oh, shit, that was a, that was Mark Calloway. Like, that was right. pretty cool.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, but, I mean, and that's the thing is, like, um... You know, whoever it is you're... Like, if you're wrestling Rob Van Dam, right? he's pushing 50. Right. He's still super athletic and right. can kick the shit out of you. Right. But you don't, like... we are going
3: to do, old man? Right. You
0: know, like, I mean, now it's like, okay. So, like, number one, if you beat you, now you look bad because the old man beat you. Right. And if you go over, well, who did you beat? That's yeah. always kind of been the thing to, to go back and forth. And sometimes that's a problem with taking an outsider who doesn't really understand mm-hmm. and letting him play that role and then it gets so I don't know if that happened or not but it kind of yeah. makes me wonder yeah but, who knows yeah definitely an interesting interesting uh, situation for sure <laughs> but uh, anyway what do you say we dive into a little bit of movie talk here let's do it this is break up at the movies yeah. this is break up up at
3: the movies oh. this is break up up at the movies yeah. this is Bait up movies, yeah. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now?
0: All right, I'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane. How about the new podcast that just launched, uh, Zach to the Future? Interesting. I was telling you about this. Uh, first of all, I know Charlie Shaw is not a Say by the Bell guy. Are you a Say by the Bell guy? Of course. I mean, we grew up on that, right? Who isn't? Other than Charlie Shaw, who is not a human being. Well... To be fair, I messaged him about this, and he's like, I'm going to listen right away. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> um, well, in that case, I guess, guess he's got a little bit of human in him. I don't think it said he's anti-Saved by the Bell. I think he's anti-Zach Morris. Oh, yeah. We're, I think we're all a little anti-Zach, though. Well, which, the host of this show is the guy that did Zach Morris' trash. Sure. He, and I guess Mark Paul Gossler, who played Zach Morris, kind of dug those videos. He thought they were entertaining. Yeah. And so those two partnered up, and they're basically doing a watch-along to Saved by the Bell. Yeah. mark paul gossler went on record saying he's never really watched say by the bill he's never watched <laughs> a full episode ever he's seen clips and yeah. this and that but he's like never really watched a full episode because he's like I'm too critical of my own work yeah which i find to be insane because that was such a huge part of our childhood right
1: yeah I mean i i for one i feel like that's that's a weird way to to do things I mean do what you want obviously however you get your business done is fine but like for me personally, like, I would want to watch my stuff so I could critique it. Sure. I feel like that's the only way I'd get better. But, like, it, it is, like, weird to me that he's never
0: watched Saved by the Bell. But I think sometimes, too, like, when you come in from work or whatever, and, and we all do stuff to unwind. Mm-hmm. I know every night you turn on The Office. Sure. Like, would you be turning that on every night if you were in it? I don't know. Probably, Probably not, right? I mean. Pam and Angela do. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's different for everybody, I guess. Yeah so I don't know but I thought that was very interesting Um, oddly enough they threw out this fact which I could not have guessed you know the episodes where they're working on the beach yeah there's only six episodes like that I thought it was like a whole season that's what I thought too and that's what the guy on the the, uh, podcast said really it's only like six episodes how weird! Yeah, so I thought that was pretty odd, but um, I guess he keeps in contact with a lot of the Saved by the Bell cast members. Okay, they didn't mention anything about Dustin Diamond. I've heard he's kind of an oddball nowadays, but yeah, well, I know he went to jail a few years back, if I remember and, right. Yeah, I don't know all the details on that,
1: but but um, but yeah, but well, and they also didn't they recently come out with the show like the or was that just the trailer for that's the that's just the trailer. It's supposed okay. to be on
0: that NBC Peacock streaming okay. service,
1: which I actually thought the guy who did Zach Morris's trash is. A
0: writer for that show. He is, yeah, right. And Mark Paul Gosselaar is actually reprising his role, but I think in like a uh, guest starring capacity. Okay, he's like the mayor of Bayside or something. Amazing. Which I'm like, that's pretty fun. So like, so it's gonna be mostly AC Slater's the main guy. I think so. Yeah, that's Um, that's totally cool. Which I think it's also gonna be mixing like the old people with like new kids. Yeah, which I think is it's kind of like Say by the Bell, the new class, but new people. Which Mm -hmm. is what you need, you know. Right. You know, and you need the new people and the old people kind of meshing together. Well, I think it's also going to
1: work a little bit better this time now that they're older, you know. Right. And it's filmed totally different, so
0: I think it'll work. Yeah, but um, I think it's a fun idea for a podcast. Do you think this this whole format could could kind of take off where you take celebrities and like, hey, let's rewatch this show you did 30 years ago? Yeah.
1: I think that's fun. Yeah, I, I think it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can't. I'm trying to think of other shows, for me, that would be that big, though. I mean, like, well, like Fresh Prince, I think, would be a good one. I
0: think Fresh Prince would be great. Yeah. Um, especially with, like, Will and uh, Carlton. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Family Matters with Jaleel that White would, be, would be, a, be amazing.
1: Yeah, that would be good um,
0: I guess you could do Full House, but there's Fuller House now, so I don't know. But, yeah. I think Boy Meets World would be fun. Boy Meets World would be a great one. Yeah. There's a lot of those classic shows that I'm just like, I'm all about these. Yeah. So. I think that'd be really cool. But anyway, uh, what do you say we uh we dive into a little bit of toy talk here? Let's do it.
3: Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show, we'll break your profane, do a bit of toy talk. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show, we'll break your profane, do a bit the toy talk.
0: Alright, big underscore bane. Uh this past week, San Diego Comic-Con obviously is a huge thing with uh in, in the toy world. And um, lots of new stuff revealed, man. Yeah. Anything that caught your eye? Not a thing. Really? All the stuff
1: I looked at, I, I didn't really... I mean, not that there wasn't stuff that I was like, oh, that's cool. like, But it was nothing spectacular this year for me.
0: Yeah. Um, well, f- first of all, uh, we, we've seen that Masters of the Universe Series 4, Masters of the WWE Universe is continuing with Mr. T, Seth Rollins, Jake the Snake Roberts, and The Fiend, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, which, honestly, I didn't really care for that fiend. That's the worst one they've done. Yeah. That Jake the Snake's probably the best figure of the way. Jake the Snake really did look cool. I uh, love how you can pull his face off. Yeah, I really dug
1: that. Um, but the the thing I, I really do wish is I wish WWE would come out with a line that, and I know people are going to be thinking, like, the retro line, but I wish WWE would come out with a line that's the He-Man style, but just regular figures. You know what I mean? Like, mm hmm well, I don't. <laughs> well, like the five-inch figures, okay. but just regular figures, not
0: oh, but not okay, the universe. okay, so like this style figure, but right. not not armor <clears throat> and stuff, right? Just, okay, I, yeah, I could, I could, do I that. think that
1: would be a sweet line to have, and because that would be different from because it'd be like the old school style of figures, again, yeah, but it's it's different from the retro line,
0: yeah. Um. Also, too, they they showed Masters of the WWE Universe Series Five, which will include uh, Macho Man, a different one, kind of a WO style. Mm-hmm. Rowdy Roddy Piper, Becky Lynch, and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Those are all pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I dig that. Which is funny because they <laughs> Jason Wolf called another one when he made that Ricky the Dragon, didn't he? He did. He actually messaged me right before that. He goes, you know, every year something shows up that I've done. Yeah, and I'm like, well, we'll see. Bam. Yeah. Okay, now I know you're you're saying you're not excited about this, but I know this and you're excited about Elite 82. Probably the only WWE figure he'll get, at least in this incarnation. I'm talking about former WWE 24-7 champion Rob Gronkowski. Oh, God. He got a figure? You didn't see that? I missed that. <laughs> what a doofus. <laughs> Dude, even his figure looks goofy. <laughs> so I could be wrong here. But the, I had heard the plan was for him to debut in a match at SummerSlam. Oh, okay. So they announced this right before his match. Like, that was the big plan. Yeah. Damn you, COVID-19, and of- destroying Rob Gronkowski's wrestling dreams. So I, I think his first entrance
1: ruined his wrestling dreams.
0: Yeah, that was pretty bad. Um, a couple we got to talk about here. How about the Viking Raiders? Did you see those guys? No, I see, I missed those. Those actually look pretty badass. Dude, I thought these were some of the best figures that they the Mattel showed. Okay, no,
1: I did see that, yeah.
0: They're coming out in Elite 80. Those are going to be great. I'm kind of just skipping through here to ones that are really cool. I really like this Kyle O'Reilly. I thought that was amazing.
1: Yeah, that's a nice Kyle, yeah.
0: Kyle's got Elite 80. Bobby Fish will be in Elite eight, uh, 79. Um, lots of cool stuff that they showed off. Um, uh, they showed a uh, Kushida, which I thought was pretty cool. He's coming up in Elite 84, so he's a little ways down the road. I forgot
1: Kushida was in NXT.
0: Yeah. How about this one? This one I thought was probably one of the coolest ones. Stunning Steve. I was actually going to mention that because when was the last
1: time, if ever, we've had a WCW Tag Team title? I, I think this might be the first one. And that, like, legit, when I first saw that, I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty damn cool.
0: Now, what's funny is where's Brian Pillman? right if they so this they didn't show it on here but I, there was a period of time where the hollywood blondes actually cut out some of the sole or boot they put lights in there like light up shoes <laughs> really so i hope they have something like that on That'd this be figure because otherwise like the vest the title the uh, i don't know what they call it but like the action clipboard thing. oh yeah like that's a pretty damn good looking figure so yeah that's pretty cool that's coming out in elite 81 lots of great stuff they're showing i'm not going to go over everything um this is really cool, Piper and Mr. T boxing. Yeah, from WrestleMania two, they're definitely going all in with Mr. T.
1: Yeah, I, w- I wonder how long it'll be before we start getting peg warmers
0: with Mr. T. I don't know. They're doing a pretty good job of different stuff, you know. So, yeah. and I and I actually had said on here. I was like, man, I feel like he's made for the Masters of the Universe line. And sure enough, there it yeah. was. But
1: he's only he's very limited on appearances. Like now, I feel like they've already done all of his appearances, right? Well, they haven't
0: done WrestleMania one yet. They haven't. No. What, what have they done? So they, they did like his very first appearance, which is like the elite figure, and that's the blue pants. Oh, okay. They've done the Masters of the Universe. Well, that's kind of WrestleMania one. It's the red pants, but oh, okay. it's that's kind of a specialty one-off. Yeah. They done WrestleMania two with like the uh, boxing gear. Okay. So I mean, basically they could do a WrestleMania one, and that would be it. Um, AEW Unrivaled Series three, Orange Cassidy. What'd you think, man? You can actually put the hands in the pockets. That's pretty I dig- cool.
1: Yeah, I dig that. I did see that. I think that'll be. I think that'll be really a really good figure. Um, I, I'm really concern not really concerned because I'm not going to go buy anything I just I, I'm wondering about these AEW figures especially this first wave of getting these figures and, and like how them, they're going to be them being readily available for everybody I know we're seeing the, the belts in the rings but those are different than figures
0: yes they are so, because that's more of a kid based thing not a collector thing right so uh also in series three is Pac Pac looks great yeah that was an interesting one because that one actually does not look a lot different than his last Mattel Elite. It doesn't. So, I kind of wonder how that's gonna go. I think um, the figure that everyone's really talking about, though, from uh, Series Three, of course, is uh, Darby Allen.
1: Yeah, he looked really good. I liked the way his figure looked.
0: Yeah, they and they come with an actual working skateboard. So. Like one of those little, uh, what do they call it? The like little fingerboard things. Yeah, little, yeah. Probably.
1: That's that's awesome.
0: But a lot of cool stuff shown. So I'm I'm you know I'm definitely curious to see what's gonna. What's going to happen here in the future, man? So I'm guessing for you, it's definitely, you know, Gronkowski. You're getting that one for sure. Oh, of course, yeah. Oddly enough, people are like, oh, it's going to be a peg warmer. And I'm like, is it, though? Because that's going to be a one-off. Right. It'll probably be his only elite figure until he ever decides to get back into wrestling. Which, honestly, I mean, I doubt he would. Yeah, I think one more year of football and then maybe dive into wrestling at that point. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't. But, I mean, he's a big, he's a legit... You know he's athlete a so big I big guy yeah so I could see them looking like yeah we could do something with him later but i don't know that might do better than people are thinking just because it's so freaking random yeah it's it's one of those elite figures you just never thought was gonna happen yeah but it is kind of surprising that he's just in a regular way if not like a special edition or anything just elite 82 i think i, mean, I think they should have reworked that a little bit because he was there such a short time
1: never actually did a match or anything it yeah. should have this should have
0: been reworked a little bit See, what gets me is he gets an elite figure, but no Stephen Amell elite figure. That's crap. <laughs> I bet he'll get one now. I think he'll get an AEW one. Yeah, I think so. Which is just as good, if not better. For sure. For sure. Uh, anyway, uh, let's take a break from here. And uh, what do you say we dive into a little bit of crazy soda?
1: <clears throat> okay. Well, now it's time for Breaker and ben to try a little bit of soda. I reckon it ain't going to taste too good, but they're going to take it in the house like a man. Grab a little bit of moonshine
3: and join them.
0: <laughs> All right, big underscore Bane, we announced it already. Crazy effing soda is returning. Yeah. How are you feeling about this, man? You excited? You yeah. nervous? I'm, I'm okay this week. I'm looking at the bottle. Doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, you want to tell everyone what we got here? It's a uh, bubblegum. Blue bubblegum. Blue bubblegum. Yeah. So we've had the Roddy Piper bubblegum soda. Yeah, which is great. It is great. And it's kind of an odd flavor, right? But it mm-hmm. tastes good. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm totally in cool with bubblegum flavor. So do we do we do this the same or do we do the same typical rock, paper, scissors? Best two out of three goes first.
1: I'm totally down with that. Yeah. Okay. You, you ready to lose, pal? Well,
0: I'm, I'm definitely ready to lose, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ready. Yeah. Wait. Hang on. All right.
1: Oh, that's one for me. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. One for me. You little SOB. All right.
0: Are you ready? I'm ready. Dang it. Ooh, that's that's two. Yeah. That <laughs> I means you are the absolute loser. I'm just, I'm
1: just a little rusty. Next week. I'll Ooh, that smells, smells good. Easy. It does smell good. Yeah. It smells really good, kind actually. smells like bubblegum toothpaste a little bit.
0: A little bit. Like the old school kid toothpaste. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not too bad. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. A
0: little bit of a weird aftertaste. There is a weird aftertaste. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest. The smell hits me more than the taste does. Yeah. Do you, do you feel the same?
1: Yeah. There's a tangy aftertaste. It's like
0: tangy. Yeah. I don't know. Like I wouldn't say that's bad. But I definitely wouldn't
1: say that it's good. I wouldn't buy that again, like unless we were doing another one of these. Well, yeah, I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't be like, dang, I could really go for some blue bubblegum soda right now.
0: <laughs> I would really strike my fancy. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> not the not the best. No, yeah. but not not terrible. Well, it's about that time to kick it over to old GBM, the Fig Hunter himself. Yeah. Uh, but we actually have a uh, we got a message here from uh, Big Chuck. Yeah. Our pal Charlie Shaw from Elite Eight Showdown. I don't know what this is in regards to, but should we we play it on here? Is that what we do? I, mean, I guess so. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's hear what old Big Chuck has to say.
4: Incoming call from Elite Eight Showdown's secret bunker. You don't get a choice. You have to accept the charges. Okay, Big Chuck, you're on the line. Go ahead. Oh, guys. Hey. Uh, Breaker, Bane. It's it's your boy. It's host of Elite Eight Showdowns, Big Chuck. Um, real quick, just feel like it's kind of my civic duty, maybe to kind of let you know. Um, you know how we have that like backyard deathmatch championship um, segment, and Golden Girls era Betty White and Iron Man cosplay armor has just been destroying. I mean, literally murdering and destroying the competition. Um, of course, you know she's killed the likes of Jean Claude Van Dam from Bloodsport. She have horrifically destroyed our, uh, Santa Claus. Um, it was awful. Um, she's of course killed Pat Ajax so many times. It's, it's great. But, um, we, we may have like lost her. She might be, she might be missing. <laughs> um, and in the process, maybe we found a thing that says uh, Betty White Murderfest 2020 World Tour that has, like, your guys' names on it, as well as the guys over at Wreck My Podcast. Um, I'll be totally honest with you. Maybe just be careful. You know, just keep an eye out. She may have been really interested in the idea that you guys have, like, a post-Arby's workout, like, regiment kind of thing. She loves Big Montana's so, like, okay, so like I'm not gonna say that Tim uh, released her into the wild after um, the just uh, again. I think it was a great segment, but when you guys kind of suggested the whole poop in your pants thing, um, he didn't seem terribly excited about it. He seemed pretty pretty nonplussed at the <laughs> the idea. Um, eh, you know, who knows? Who knows? Not my fault, though. That's for sure. I'm also definitely not hiding in our secret bunker um, you know, out of fear or anything. But, yeah, guys, hey, you know, maybe if you see her, um, you know, alert the authorities. Definitely don't make eye contact with her. At all. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, good luck. Don't, don't die. Maybe use Bill Venus as, like, a like a shield or something? I I don't know. Um, but if you could definitely make sure that you guys don't die, that would be great. Okay, because we don't want to be liable. Oh, by the way, this call just cost you, like, $300. Our collect call thing is just wild. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay, 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 cool, 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 cool. Okay, bye.
0: Okay, um, so you know, on Elite Age Showdown, they have the... Uh Backyard Death Match Championship with a uh, Betty White Golden Girls era and yeah. Iron Man cosplay gear. I don't know what the hell's going on, but
1: somehow they trapped Betty White. Yeah, and she's uh, gone crazy and just started killing everybody.
0: So you know when I plug this show every week, I always say from the insane mind of Charlie Shaw. This is what we're talking about.
1: Yeah. So now we have a, a an elderly woman on the rampage. Yes, coming after us, and we got charged. Did he say three hundred dollars? Something like that. I don't know. He said a lot of money. We're getting charged. Uh, for that one particular phone call and not too happy about it there, Chuck. Is he calling from a payphone, dude? Like, come on. It is 2020. We're in the middle of a pandemic, but we still have cellular devices. Dude, Skype, Skype's free. Come on. Yeah. Come on.
0: I don't know. That's, that's insane to me. But anyway, um, what the hell, you know? What? Yeah. What the hell? Like, I don't know. Like, that's just, uh, that's just odd. So I will say this though. We're going to get to the bottom of it. We're going to get to the bottom of it
1: and, uh. Speaking of Chuck, I, I feel like we kind of need to rethink our strategy for The Floor is Lava mm-hmm. after Chuck's video. I kind of think we might need to rethink our options with him. Yeah, I don't know. Like, we need somebody good. He's he's clearly a professional athlete. Right. You know,
0: I'd be all about it. I'm afraid Jordan Zeilinger might make us look bad. Well, that's... I don't... I, I don't want to be the first one to lose, is all I'm saying. I would feel like if it's like Team Breaker and Bane with Jordan Zeilinger and we both end up in the lava, like and we look like idiots.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and it's like, oh, it should have been... It team,
1: was slippery. It should have been Team Jordan with Fatso and The Wrestler, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, it's definitely a... Uh, I don't know. We have we have to get a better strategy for The yeah. Lava, for sure. But that show comes back, we're auditioning. We're a- figuring out absolutely, how. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, All right, well, let's, uh, my God, that's bizarre. All right, let's kick it over to GBM now, finally. And, uh, yeah, the old Fig Hunter, here he is, good brother Mike.
3: I'm just speaking the truth, they got to stump for them. got the whole fig life posted up for them. if you're ever in need, then call the number, for the one, the only, fig hunter, uh. for the one, the only, fig hunter, for the one, the only, fig hunter, yeah,
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. And I am being joined in this very, very late Thursday evening as we record this via Skype by the one and only. He's the Fig Hunter. He's the, I believe they call you the Titan of Targets, the Walmart Wonder, the one and only GBM Good Brother Mike. What is going on, man?
2: Not much, Breaker. Thanks for having me on, man.
0: Of course, of course. Uh, I think you've kind of become one of those guys. Like, I know, you know. We've had some choice things to say about you. I think more Bane than me on the show. Um, the cocky, smug prick, I believe, is what was, what was coined. But uh, you know what? I'll always say I, uh, I'm a big GBM fan because you all you have my back in the battle against Bill Venus, and that is something I always appreciate because not many people do.
2: Well, of course, uh, I'm gonna back you. I mean, uh, you know, ba- Barry got into it the one day talking about it, and I believe he called. Me or you are some sort of tag partners, and you know from that on, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be back in breaker now.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, any anyone that's anti Venus is okay by me. Basically, I think it's me, you, and Jeff against everybody.
2: <laughs> hey, that that's a hell of a trio to go up against.
0: You better believe it. You better believe it. Well, uh, okay, we got to go. There's so much I want to talk to you about, but I guess we have to kind of start at the beginning. Um, we, me, and you kind of first got acquainted through the Twitter world, through the Fig Life community. Um, I kept hearing about this good brother Mike, good brother Mike, all over, uh, all over, fully poseable. And uh, what led you to, I guess, find, you know, like the Twitter online gate, like the the world of finding figures. Were you a figure collector before this? How did you get into that?
2: Uh, yeah, I used to collect uh, back in the day. I'd say when I was around, like, 13, 14 years old, um, I started watching wrestling. I actually watched it late in the game, not real early, like a lot of the rest of the guys. But uh, I think it was more, like, the Attitude Era and with, like, you know, Austin, Rock, Triple H, like and the Like the Bone DX. and stuff? Uh, I think it was a little later than that.
0: Okay, maybe, like, the Titantron era guys?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember having, like, the tit- Titantron and all you know, those figures with the little metal piece on the bottom of the foot so you could walk through that titantron stage and all that stuff but yeah like I was into that probably like I collected from probably age 13 till about 19 and then I got out of it you know I met a girl we got in a relationship and I was moving out of my parents house and you know bills and all this stuff and unfortunately I sold off probably. 90% of my collection, because I had a lot of loose, a lot of on-card figures. I probably had, like, over 500 at the time. Wow, big collection. Oh, yeah, and, uh, you know, I ended up selling off most of it. I kept some of the stuff that I really liked, like, I was a big fan of Lita, so I had a lot of her stuff, and, like, Austin, Triple H, like, hardys those were, like, a lot of my favorites, so I kept a lot of that. And I kind of stopped watching wrestling till maybe, I don't know, I was like 27, 28, kind of got back into it. And then up until like a few years ago, like I didn't really have friends that watched wrestling. So I kind of felt like outcast, like, okay, I used to collect, I like watching wrestling and none of my other friends liked it. And then I was on, you know, Twitter one day and started looking up wrestling and, ended up finding hova brandon and we started talking and and we found out that we lived about 15 20 minutes away from each other and he's like you know you got to check out fully posable podcast and i you know had never listened to podcasts before so i started checking them out and you know listening more every week and talking to brandon and you know kind of started fueling the fire of collecting again and Ever since then, it's been nonstop. Well, that's that's so
0: interesting because I know a lot of people kind of go through those different transitions where, you know, you, you did collect and you were big into it. Then, like you said, real life kind of hits. And now you are you met someone, you're probably, you know, looking at getting your own place and now you have bills and all that stuff. And all of a sudden toys kind of take a back seat. But it's weird. Anyone who is a collector or was a collector kind of always finds their way back into it in some way, shape, or form. Um, but during that time when you weren't collecting, were you were you looking at the toys? Like, because uh, like even for me, with times when I didn't collect, if I'm in Walmart, if I'm in Target, wherever, I'm always taking a trip down the toy aisle just to see what's out there.
2: Um, actually, like I here and there, I would go in because, like you know, if I had like friends with kids or like birthday parties or you know cousins and stuff obviously you know you're in there trying to find gifts and like I used to see a lot of the stuff that now is worth like tons of money but you know I was out of collecting at the time right like you know it's you know I'm in like early 20s and like going downtown and like you know going out for drinks with my friends and stuff so I was kind of out of collecting for a while and like I kind of wish like a lot of that stuff I'd seen back then I'd would have bought because a lot of that stuff's worth big bucks right now
0: oh definitely now you 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 mentioned hova which you know he's a hilarious guy i I highly recommend following him on twitter just super funny dude um your buddies with him he turned you on to fully posable um what at what point did that make you start to pull the trigger on collecting again because if you'd been out for a long time and you're not really following it too much like what makes you decide to buy that first initial figure
2: Oh, I think just like you know, listening to the guys talking about it, and then you know that they've been into it since you know they were really young, and they've never stopped collecting, and kind of been like, I mean, like man, I wish I like hadn't sold off all my figures because, like, but you know, I'd go down the aisle and I start like checking some stuff out, and I'm like, you know, these are like really good, like Mattel was like, you know, the with the scans and all that stuff. It's like, everything looks like awesome. I'm like, you know, maybe I'll pick something up. And then one turns into two. And then like another series would come out and I'd like go in the store and they'd have the whole set. And I'm like, well, they're all here. So I'm going to grab the whole set. And then it's just, you know, like a domino effect from there. Like it's just been nonstop.
0: And it kind of goes that way. I think sometimes where it's like, you look at them, you're like, man, those are really cool. Like, man, I really like that. But then, like you said, even like you were saying earlier, like you saw certain things that are worth a ton of money now that you didn't buy. Like, I remember very, very distinctly, I wasn't collecting it this time, and I saw the battle pack of Macho Man and CM Punk where Punk was wearing Macho Man's inspired gear. And I'm like, man... Why didn't I buy that you know but it was just one of those things maybe that day I didn't quite have the money to justify it and I wasn't really collecting so I didn't need it but like that was such a cool piece and I really wish I had that now but it's easy to kind of kick yourself I guess and when you're not in that mode of, of collecting and you, you miss a lot of things and it's kind of crazy to think like wow I remember seeing that and now it's worth tons of money
2: Oh yeah I mean I even remember seeing that two pack myself. It's just like crazy what stuff's worth right now. I mean, like back in the day when I was collecting, they had a a flea market and there was a guy who had a booth there and he always had all the new wrestling stuff. Well, he had a few guys that would go out in the morning and hit up all the stores. They'd buy up all the new stuff. So then once the weekend came and they had the flea market, you know, if you wanted the new stuff, that's where you had to get it. But they charged two or three times what the retail was. Sure.
0: Which, I mean, I and guess that's, that's, that, that's scalping, right? I mean, that is that that is what it is.
2: Oh, yeah, and that's kind of, you know, what I look back on when I started, like, finding figures in the stores and seeing people online, like, oh, you found that? Like, I haven't seen that here. And I'm like, well, you know, if you need me to pick it up for you, you know, just let me know what you need, and if I can find it, you know, just retail cost plus whatever it is to ship it and i'll send it out to you and i kind of started doing that and then it just turned into like a big movement and now you know that's basically what this whole group is about you know cost plus shipping and we help uh, help each other out
0: which is interesting because you know i remember back in the day i don't recall it ever being that hard to find specific figures and i'm sure it was to a degree but Man, I remember being a young kid, and I don't know if you were—you may have not collected during the Hasbro era, but I remember walking into KB Toys and seeing tons of figures all the time. And like, it's not really like that now. You go to a Walmart, you're not seeing full pegs of uh, WWE elites, not anymore. It's—it's—I uh, don't know. It's—it's it's a different—it's a different era as far as that's concerned.
2: Oh, most definitely. I mean, like, even when we had Toys R Us around, I'm like they had a decent section. Yeah. But like Target and Walmart now that there's barely anything. And then some of the Walmarts like around here, like you won't see elites on the pegs for like months.
0: Yeah, I know. But and, in and but in other stores but in other series. stores.
2: Yeah, but in other stores, like you know, you'll see like three or four restocks of it before one store even gets any. It's kind of crazy.
0: Yo, yeah, I know the Walmart closest to my place. They they packed, uh, I think it was Elite 71. Is that the one with Adam Cole in it? Like, that one hit. And then Elite 72 was the one with uh, Roderick Strong, I believe. And Kyrie I think so, out. yeah. And, and that one never actually hit. And next thing well, you Ky- know. Ky- I,
2: think, I think Kyrie was in 73.
0: Okay, maybe okay, maybe she was the next set. But the one with Roderick Strong, I think that's I think that was 72 with Buddy Murphy and, and those. That never hit. And then Elite 73 hit. And it was just like what is going on? It was, it was very, it was very random how that happened. And it's just like, man, if, if one of those figures were one I was really looking for, I would have completely missed it. And, you know, back in the day, like there wasn't no, there wasn't, wasn't Brick Seek or a fig life community or anything. You just miss a figure. You just miss it. You just never saw it again. then it's, uh, it's kind of crazy how, how, how we can help each other out now. And I think that's a, a really cool thing.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, it like you said, like, the, the Fig Wife community, like everyone posting stuff online. You got Brickseek, you got Pop Finder, which has been like a godsend to me. Like, I like religiously check Pop Finder. Like, even like the last few months when nothing new's been out, I still like check it to see if the stores are getting restocks. And we got a lot of restock on 74 and Series 75. Yeah. Uh, Wal- Walmart Walmart around here just got. Like two cases of elite 67, which actually never like hit targets or Walmarts back, you know, when those were getting released, they kind of skipped over Right. 67.
0: Yeah. Which is so weird that stuff, stuff like that happens. But I mean, I think it happened with the retros too, because I don't know how many sets of those I never actually saw on the pegs. You know, I remember I was in a five below kind of before the pandemic hit and I found the entire set of series eight, which I never saw in stores. And so right. like, I was going to Walmart all the time, willing to pay ten dollars a figure, and now I got them for five dollars a figure. It's like, what is going on?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I remember like one of the WalMarts around here when we got Series One, they they had tons of those. Right. Like, and they and then they ended up in the clearance area for like two fifty. And I'm like, well, I got all these. I'm like, you know, why would I buy more? Right. And in hindsight, like looking back now, like there might have been like four Series One Romans in the clearance bin, and I just I'm like, well, I already got one. And I got, like, I got one for on-card, so I have a on-card retro collection, and then I also have a loose collection. They're not complete, but well, and that's looking the thing back is- now, like, if I could have got three Romans for 250 and then, you know, put them online and sold them for 100 bucks, but...
0: Yeah, but you don't know that, and that's the figure game, right? Because you don't know what's going to be worth money later, because you might right. grab something and you're like, oh, this will definitely be worth money, and it's not. It's, it's, a, it's definitely a crapshoot for sure.
2: Oh, most definitely, and like I can't even believe that that series one Roman is selling for that much. I'm like anything, actually. Now, like these, like you look online and figure like LJNs, like Hasbro's, like right. anything. It's just going for ridiculous amounts of money.
0: Oh yeah, all the time. It's it's insane. Um, but kind of kind of switch gears a little bit. You, you talked about being a wrestling fan, kind of falling out of wrestling. What what led you back to becoming a fan and watching again?
2: Um, Well, I, you know, it's, would catch it, like, here and there, like, being out of it, like, you know, being in a relationship in my early 20s and, like, going out with my friends and all that stuff. And then I kind of got, you know, once that relationship ended, you know, I kind of had more free time. And I'm like, oh, you know, catch wrestling here and there, watch Raw, watch SmackDown, whatever. So I was, like, kind of back into it, not, like, fully, but (laughs) I would watch it more often and then i think you know finding brandon online and then getting into listening to fully Posable and stuff like i got more into watching it and then back into the collecting and now like i got dvr so i like i work overnight shift for my job so a lot of the times i'm like sleeping between like 5 p.m and 10 p.m before work so i kind of miss but the dvr i'll go back and watch everything
0: I got gotcha. you. So, so speaking of the DVR, are you uh, are you watching AEW? Is that something that's caught your attention these days?
2: Um, actually, I've DVR'd like every single one. Like I have it set to record it, but I don't think I've actually watched a full show. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, I, I'm not sure why. I'm like pro- more like NXT. I'll watch that, and even even now, I don't even really watch the full NXT show.
0: Yeah. Well, I think with DVR, most people don't watch the full shows. It's kind of like skimming through finding the stuff you want to watch it's like oh that looks fun but then a lot of it you're like i don't care um you know i think that and that's kind of the same way with like twitter and stuff you'll see certain things that are cool but other things you're like i don't care about that
2: right yeah like the like the good thing with the dvr too is like you know if i'm watching and like lashley comes on uh, i could care less about lashley and lana i just like fast forward through it
0: right it's kind of like Picking the moments, you know, picking the fun ones. And uh, the re- the reason I brought up AEW, though, obviously they've got a figure line coming up. A lot of people are very excited about this. But you have to be super excited because of Bane's bet, right? I mean, like, that's... I think, I, you know, I, I called it on the show. I was like, I think if anyone's going to find one of these, you know, like, rarer figures, it's going to be GBM. And Bane swears that no one's going to find these. And I'm like... I know 500 is a small number, but they're going to be out there. Are they going to be scarce? Yes, of course. But they're going to be out there. So, um, you know, of course, if anyone doesn't know, Bane's Bet, fifty dollar gift card of your choosing. If you find one of those figures in stores and have to prove it with the receipt, Um, and you have to be the first person to do it. Gbm, what are you thinking, man? Like this has got this has got you written all over it, right?
2: Yeah, I was actually like. On the fence, like, because I don't even, like, really watch AEW, but the figures look really good, and I like how the packaging kind of has that classic superstars look to it. Right. And, you know, Bane laid that bet down, and, you know, I seem to be the guy that can pretty much find a lot of stuff around this area, so... My plan is to win the bet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, if anyone doesn't know, AEW is releasing. You know, the first wave is six figures. But there's also going to be a Cody Rhodes figure. I believe it was his. Is the one of five hundred, right? And then, then a Chris Jericho, and I believe his is the one of five, well, one one in one thousand. And I don't know. I think that's what they are. They're in slightly different costumes, and uh, the, the Chris Jericho actually comes with the AEW title. But uh, they're kind of basically chase variants and uh, very limited numbers, and they're going to be in Walmarts. But, obviously, people are going to pick those up quickly because, number one, they're going to be rare. And uh, they know that they can flip them for big money. So, uh, so GBM's uh, on the hunt.
2: Oh, most definitely, yeah. And uh, there's actually a couple guys at the one Walmart that I go to. And, you know, I'm in there so often they, you know, recognize me. I've struck up conversations with them. And the one guy obviously he's like, you know, I'm going to help out, you know, people when they're, you know, courteous, nice. Like I, you know, I'm always nice to them. Like if I'm looking for something, you know, do you think you could scan this and see, you know, if you guys got any new at least coming in, blah, blah, blah. So I've been, you know, talking to him enough where we're on like a texting basis now. Mm-hmm. So he'll like text me and be like, hey, we got two cases of elites on the truck coming in today. He's like, so if you want to, you know, come back to the store around five o'clock, he's like, you can you know, have first dabs at them." And a lot of times, you know, it's the stuff that I already have, but like a few months ago when like series 73 was coming out with the Peyton Royce exclusives, You know, I was able to get a bunch of those, and then when 75 hit and the Billy K's were available, like, I got a bunch of those, and, you know, it's it's just be nice, be courteous, you know, and, you know, strike up a friendship with these guys, and, you know, I'm in the store enough, they recognize me, you know, we chit-chat and stuff, and, you know, it works out. I got an in at at the Walmart here
0: very nice and see i don't think bane is aware of that when he hears this he's probably gonna be like what
2: (laughs) oh probably yeah yeah he he did he didn't set any specific rules he did not he just said the first one to find one and show proof so that's my plan
0: that's and i think it's a good plan you know um yeah it's it's interesting though because me and bane have talked about this uh in the past but you know Action figures in general, because there you know, there's a lot of a lot of figures on the market right now, but they seem to be geared more towards collectors than to kids, um, and I don't know why that is. I don't know if kids are just not as into toys as much anymore. Like my nephew, he loves wrestling figures, and I love buying him wrestling figures. And my niece likes like baby dolls and stuff, but she's not as into those. Uh, I, I think kids are more into you know, like iPads and games and stuff like that, and maybe not so much toys. And that's a that's an interesting thing, man, because I, I feel like the, the toy market is so much more geared to collectors, you know, and it's uh, it's very interesting. I would have never thought that years ago.
2: Oh, most definitely. Like, when I grew up in the 80s and, like, it was all toys, you know, we didn't have iPads and, you know, video games. We sat around inside and, like, sat on a Playing games all day, like I was outside most of the day. Right. I'd maybe have like, you know, a half hour or an hour a day to be able to like play Nintendo or Atari or something. But my parents were always like, you know, it's nice out, go play. Yeah. And we'd be gone. I'd be out in the creek, out in the woods, you know, riding bikes around. So it's not like it is today. I think yeah, it's you know, kids are it's different. Oh, most definitely.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. Uh, in my childhood home we had a big like almost like a it wasn't really a tree house it was like a a platform that my dad built upon these like this cluster of trees and you know he tied a rope up to this tree branch and we would swing on this rope and hours upon hours throughout the day that's that's what it was we played kickball you know like you said going down to the creek riding your bikes all that kind of stuff like it's not really something kids do anymore and it's uh it's interesting, but, you know, I think it kind of goes hand in hand with the action figure world. Because I, I know as a kid, if I was going to try to talk my mom into buying a $5 figure, I probably had a decent shot. I can't imagine trying to talk her into a $20 elite. You know, like that would have been like, no, <laughs> you know, pretty much right away.
2: Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Like even e- even now, uh, I got a friend of mine that I've been helping do some like remodel work in their house and their daughter just turned 12 in april and she got like a bunch of like legos and stuff for her birthday and i was actually over there today helping do a couple things and her legos are still like sitting she hasn't even touched them (laughs) i'm like when you gonna build your legos and you know it's like oh she's too busy with her ipad and it's like it's crazy
0: and it's kind of weird to think because maybe we would have been like that too if we had all that stuff you know but even then as you remember tv wasn't like it is now we certainly didn't have dvr we certainly didn't have you know digital streaming it was cable and basic cable probably if you're lucky maybe not even that And i mean it's just pretty much you're gonna watch what's on nothing's good nothing is good that's when you're going outside and uh you know, and that's that's like in the summertime, I guess, and it's you know, playing slip and slide, playing in the sprinkler, things of that nature. But it's definitely a different time. Uh, but speaking of, you, you mentioned a child of the '80s. I want to touch on this. Being a child of the '80s myself, there's definitely an interesting trend, and in that a lot of properties from the '80s, Transformers, now GI Joe, Masters of the Universe, a lot of those toy lines are making a comeback in 2020. Which is crazy to think that in twenty twenty you go down a toy aisle, you're gonna see G. I. Joe, Transformers, Masters of the Universe. It's very crazy, right? Were you a fan of excuse me, any of those properties when you were younger?
2: Um I liked uh, like the Ninja Turtles, which oh, are one, still yeah. big now. Um I was real big into the Thundercats. Um I remember like Voltron. Oh yeah. Um, let's see what else. I like you know like the A Team stuff. Uh, what was that? the Cow- Brave Star? Yeah, or the Cowboy.
0: I know Jeff and Scott always mentioned Mask. Were you into that one?
2: Um, no, I was never into that. Um, the Silver Hawks. You remember oh, yeah. them? Oh yeah. I was like big into that stuff, but like. A lot of that stuff that I had back then, like, once I stopped playing with it, my mom got rid of it all. Right. And, like, looking back now, it's like, oh, man, if you would have just, like, saved it, you know, I would love to have all that stuff. Because a buddy of mine that I met when I was four years old, he lives a few houses down from my parents' house still. And he had, like, all that stuff. He was... He had older sisters, but they were, like, moved out of the house, so it was just him and his ma. So he got a lot of stuff being, like, an only child. Right. So he had, like, you know, the G.I. Joes. He had Ninja Turtles. He had Thundercats. He had some, like, LJN wrestlers. Um, he had, like, the Batman figures, the Superman guys. And he had, like, the cases where you, would like, you know, keep everything in. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: And all that stuff that he had back then is up in his attic right now like he has all his old gi joes all the accessories he has everything in the cases and it's up in his attic and i'm like thinking this dude's sitting on like thousands of hours
0: i was about to say that same thing it's kind of like the 40 year old virgin when he pays for his entire wedding with his toys you know? <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it's 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 crazy like i know uh, i have two older cousins are about four and five years older than me and I was the next boy, so I inherited a lot of their clothes when they would outgrow them. But I also inherited a lot of their toys, which was great because all of a sudden, like, I'd be playing with, like, some of their G.I. Joes or whatever. Or I know they had some He-Man Masters of the Universe, LJNs. And my oldest cousin like, well, you can just you can just take that if you want it. And I'm like, what? Like, I can have this? He's like, yeah, just, just take it home. And, and it would be like, I remember having this, like, big G.I. Joe tank. And I don't know what it was, but it was awesome. And because I didn't really know any of the characters, I was so young. But I knew that this was a fun toy. And you know, LJNs. I was a little young for those. You know, I was born in '85, so they were a little bit ahead of my time. But I had a huge collection of them. But they were all just like you know, beat to hell because those didn't hold up real well if if you played with them and stuff like that. But I remember having a pretty good collection of those because I got a lot of them from them. Which was which was interesting because you know if LJN's made a comeback, could you, that's like basically an '80s toy dream on the toy aisle in 2020. It's crazy. Oh,
2: yeah. I mean, like some of the some of them are worth like tons of money.
0: Oh yeah, huge amounts of money. Like I I was even looking on uh, on Facebook today. One of my good buddies, Travis Fowler, is really wanting to get the new Masters of the Universe figures, which I want those as well. And like, it's kind of almost like Retro Mania all over again, where you see He Man and Skeletor go up for pre order, then they're sold out, then they're up again, then they're sold out. It's just like, oh man. But I, you know, I assume we're going to see these on the shelves. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely wild, like how collecting and getting the stuff you want is very, very difficult nowadays.
2: Yeah, it can be. I mean, you know, a lot of that stuff, like, you got to pre-order because you might not ever even see it at the stores.
0: Right. I know the biggest one that I missed out on that I never saw was the uh, the Elite Harley Race. Did you ever happen to see that by chance?
2: Uh, actually, one morning, I knew, well, when people were starting to find it, I, you know, got out of work and I went up to Walmart and they didn't have nothing. And then the next morning, I got out of work and I'm like... Should I run up to the store? I'm like, or or should I just go home? And I'm like, I'll just go up and check just for the hell of it. And I, you know, walked up, went looking in the aisle, and I, like, wasn't seeing nothing. And I looked on the bottom shelf, and they actually had stocked, like, the whole case. So there was the eight, I think uh, it was Harley, two, Jake's two steamboats and three austins
0: that sounds right yeah
2: so you know i grabbed one each got the four got the set and i'm like oh this is sweet you know i've got the set and then i you know posted online that i found it and everyone's like oh you know what else did they have so you know listed off what was left and they're like someone was like oh can you get me the steamboat oh can you get me the jake and i'm like oh yeah i can like you know i can go back tomorrow and the next day i went back and the rest were gone oh man yeah and if i had known you know i would have just bought them all for well, sure but
0: again it's it's not you can't always know the the demand you know and that's the that's the crazy thing i know there's that nxt wave with like alistair black that no one could find either and those are super sought after it's just it's wild it's, it's very much a crapshoot what's going to be hard to find you know
2: yeah actually like through like pop finder like one morning the, you know the number jumped and i'm like oh you know it's the NXT set and i actually ended up getting that set plus I think that's when series 64 was coming out with the Pete Dunne exclusive mm-hmm. so i ended up get i ended up getting the set of NXT figures and the Pete Dunne all, all on the same day
0: nice <laughs> that's a that's quite a score
2: yeah yeah for sure yeah it was crazy cuz i think like i think i found like maybe 8 Pete Dunns Wow, because we had like gotten so many, and you know, I helped you know out whoever I could. But it was like crazy, like the amount of like the exclusives that have come out. The only one I never seen in the store myself was the Gorilla Monsoon. I was able to find everything else.
0: That is insane, man. That is so crazy. Anyway, let's uh, let's take a break here. We'll call this part one, and if you're cool, that'll keep you on for part two
2: here. Almost oh,
0: definitely. All right, we are back. Big thank you to uh, Captain Ahab himself, old Gbm, for being on the show. Your best friend. We're like Captain A Hole. Oh, am I right? Go. There you go. Am I right? I smell a t-shirt. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> of course, GBN will be on again next week, and uh, who knows, Big underscore Bane, you might be announcing a new gift card. Like, hey, here you go. Here's your money.
1: Oh yeah, I I should have made the bet to where if he doesn't find it within a certain amount of time. He has to pay me 50 bucks
0: yeah that's how good bets work right you have to have some stakes yeah yeah there's no stakes for me at all there's none yeah none at all except like it's all for him like if he doesn't find it not a big deal right if he does find it you have to pay him money right so where where's where's the good for you where is the good for me yeah it's such as life where's the good for old banski where, where where is it indeed? <laughs> but anyway, we uh, we got to talk about some uh, some chalk line stuff here. Big underscore bane, dude. Did you see the new Raw is War stuff? So that uh, as, as the time this drops, that should all be out. But yeah, whole Raw is War uh, collection: tank top, yes, shorts. Looks like a bit of a jersey and a jacket.
1: Yeah, I want that tank top, and I know it's gonna be sold out by the time I order it and it, and it, and it bothers me.
0: Yeah, well it looks up it goes up noon tomorrow as we record this, which means that'll be 11 here. So right at 11 right. if you log in, you might be able to find it. I might be able to get it. You have to be quick on the draw. Also, what do you think about the new uh, Street Fighter Guile shorts? Those are freaking yes. amazing. I love yeah. the color, the green yeah. and yellow. That's awesome. Yeah, those look really good too. Yeah. Um they also have a little uh, Golden Axe teaser. Maybe we're going to see a, some Golden Axe gear. Like yeah. they have a deal with Sega. That would be amazing. Dude, if they can do Golden Axe, we need to get some Altered Beast. Dude, yes. So they also show the Simpsons arcade game. Do you think Simpsons gear is in the works? That would be cool. Why else would they show that? That would be cool. Dude, I would be all about some freaking Krusty the Clown shorts. Although maybe they're just showing that really badass arcade system. Sometimes they do that, but I think sometimes they they post stuff for a reason. You know, like, hey, this is why. Uh, I did get ordered the uh, Harlem Heat shorts. Those should be coming soon. Yeah,
1: and now see, if they had a Harlem Heat tank, I'd 100% buy that.
0: It's crazy to me that they did, like, the old-school, original Harlem Heat logo, not, like, right. the, the more 96 one that I remember. Right. So that that's kind of interesting. We also see some April O'Neil shorts and jacket. I think we may have talked about that already, but um, what do you think about that, man? April O'Neil. It. Yeah. That's kind of an interesting choice, but, you know, who doesn't... Dude, April's, like, one of our first crushes, right? Yeah, as a kid, I always wanted April on my shorts. <laughs> uh hey <laughs> But yeah, dude, Chalk Line always pushing out some awesome, awesome products, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we we got to talk about this. We don't talk about this as much. Is there something you'd like to see Chalkline do, like a property you'd like to see them get their hands on? I'll say it when I say it with Funko and everybody else, Freakazoid. You guys get some Freakazoid
1: merch. I'm all about it.
0: So do you know what would be great if they had like that whole like WB Kids, like Freakazoid, Tiny Toon Adventures, Animaniacs? Yes. Yeah, Pinky and the Brain. Pinky and the Brain. Dude, Pinky and the Brain shorts, are you kidding me? Yeah. Dude, I'd be all over that. Absolutely. Uh, Batman the Animated Series. Yes.
1: Yep.
0: Well, honestly, anything DC, I would love to see. Like, oh, yeah. Like, if they're doing all the Street Fighter characters in shorts, give me all the Batman Animated Series villains in shorts. Right. Dude. Yeah. Joker shorts. Riddler shorts. Oh, man. Yep. That's, that's a killer. Ab- I'd love some Riddler shorts that literally just have the question marks all over it. Absolutely. That'd be badass. Do you remember the Kofi Kingston gear he wore at one of the Royal Rumbles with the Riddler logos on him? No. See, I remember he did the Joker one year. Who's that? Kofi? Kofi Kingston? Yeah. He it was it was in the Royal Rumble and it was it was it was his pants. Mm-hmm. But they just had set the question marks. Nice. They look like the Riddler. Okay. And I remember I was working as an extra at the time and he was just walking down the hall and he's always been super cool. I was like, dude, yeah. I, I dug that Riddler gear. And he goes Always about that new action figure. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. Did he ever get it? I think so. Yeah, I think one did come out there. Actually, um, a friend of mine brought this up to me. He's like, you know, think about how many Kofi Kingston figures there are. Yeah. Tons, right? Yeah. From even uh, pre-New Day. Yep. How many do you see on the pegs? Yeah. They're usually never a peg warmer. Yeah. They move, you know. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's an interesting point, you know. Yep. Kofi's, Kofi's selling some merch. Him, him and Ray both
1: are pretty smart about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've actually heard Ray. One of the things he does is he his gear maker sends him his gear for free. He wears it for a few months, signs it, and sends it back to him. The dude sells it. Oh, that's genius! Yeah. yeah. So that though he always has a new outfit. Right. Like like when's the last time you saw him wear something like, twice? Right. You know, like it's always new yeah. stuff. So interesting. But uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? I think that's it. Crazy sodas are back. So far, we only have four weeks of that, so it's not a crazy amount. Yeah, I do have one quick thing I want to tell you, and I want to add incorporate this to our show. So I was at a Think Geek actually, which is like a GameStop affiliate, and I uh, was asking the guy about uh, the Tiger Electronics games. Uh-huh. I was like, are those are those coming soon? He goes, No, it'll be a few weeks. He goes, well, You can pre-order them. And I'm like, Oh. I was like, How much to pre-order? And he goes, Well, it's five bucks a game, but that'll come off the top, so you, you know you can pre-order all four for twenty, and then you only have to pay you know the other forty when they arrive. And I'm like. I will do that right now. So, I have all four Tiger Electronics games pre-ordered, and I want to play them on the show to see how bad they actually are. I can't believe you pre-ordered those. Yeah! (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) They're not going to, like, fly off the shelves, Brigger. You say that, but you don't know. Yeah, I mean, true. But What's funny is I told Travis Fowler, and he... He sent me a picture of a bunch of random stuff in his car. He was going to trade this in to pre-order the game. So I'm like, "Yeah." I don't know, like I'm super stoked for these though. Yeah, I mean, in, I, in a weird way. It's like, it's cool
1: nostalgia. I think you're going to play them and be like, "Damn. That was 20 bucks."
0: Well, 15, you know, but
1: that oh, was it, 15.
0: 15 a game, yeah. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Yeah, so it's not not terrible, but I thought for four weeks that might be kind of a fun thing to have on the show to right. see, like, okay, let's play Transformers. Let's see if it holds up. Let's see if it's any good. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's kind of fun. I think it's it's crazy now that a lot of those games are going for crazy money on eBay. I know. So that makes me think, like, hmm, you know, when these go off the market, they may be worth money. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. So thought I'd share that. Anything else you want to add, man? I think that's it. Well, if you guys enjoy this show, definitely check out our buddies Jeff and Scott at the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Great dudes, great show, dropping a new podcast every Sunday. You know that they are they got their hands full with all the SDCC stuff. Oh, yeah. But definitely check them out. Really, really fun podcast. Wreck right, My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger. Yes. Joe, K, uh, Krager, Cam, all those guys of course uh, Jordan's in uh, he's in Dallas now man yeah or Dallas area anyway I don't know specifically but he's in Texas so they're kind of long distance yes podcasting good times yeah I think that's that's okay but I do feel like the in-person podcasts are way better oh yeah for sure
1: yeah there's there's a little bit different energy when you're on the phone versus when you're in person
0: like I love that you have Skype and you're able to use it and stuff but I think you know being in person is great but I think it's awesome on them for continuing their show absolutely yeah So, very cool stuff. Uh, So, check out Wreck My Podcast, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. They just had 100 episodes, man.
1: Wow. Moving right
0: along. Yeah, man. I know, like, for us, when we hit 100 episodes, that was, like, a huge milestone, I felt like. yeah, I was like, damn. Now we're, like, in the 300s. Yeah. Too stupid to quit. Yep. (laughs) PPW Podcast, give them a listen. Uh, Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry. Great dudes. Super hilarious show. They love Bill Benes. Yep. But other than that, they're great dudes. Other than that, they are—they are great, great dudes. So check out doing the favor. Do yourself a favor and check them out. Uh, the Trivia with Buds podcast, a Daily Show every single day. Ryan Buds is always killing it with his trivia, and uh, still doing some live Facebook trivia things. Because I don't know if—I don't know what California is doing as far as like closing things down, opening things up. I'm not sure, but he's still doing live trivia through Facebook. So check them out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Elite Eight Showdown. We talked about it already. The insane mind that is Big Chuck, a.k.a. Charlie Shaw, and his buddy Tim over there doing crazy tournaments about anything and everything. Yeah. So
1: I, I've been kind of out of the loop on podcasts, but I turned on uh, Elite Eight Showdown this morning. You kind of
0: need you a detox from podcasts from time to time, right? Yeah,
1: and that's what I've been doing pretty much since Bill Venus, you know, ended. Yeah. I just
0: completely... I, hey, I get it. I completely took a break from
1: podcasts and... Uh, I turned on Elite A Showdown this morning, and and it really feels like Tim just kind of puts up with old Big Chuck.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Big Chuck is something to put up with. He's know? he's uh, he's it's, it really just feels like he's just like it's kind of the same with me and Bill Venus.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. One is, that Bill, is that Bill Venus? No, apparently I said, "Hey Siri," but <laughs> I did not. It, you did not. I, I did not. Um Ringside ran with RJ. Give him a ch- uh, listen. Check out that show. Really fun dude. Um, always has a bunch of interesting guests through the world of pro wrestling. And, of course, the Leisure and Lariats podcast with ruthless Ryan Davidson, the worst human being walking the face of the earth. Not really, but I like to tell him that. <laughs> uh, still doing better from the COVID-19, so I'm glad glad to hear that he's making a good recovery. And yeah. uh, he's got Chris Russo has been on the show the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's actually been on this show before, too. I met Chris Russo through NXT. He was an announcer out there. Yeah. And he's been working with Reality Wrestling down there in Houston. I guess they're kind of uh, working towards some empty arena shows down there. So I'm glad they're able to kind of get things going again. I know for a lot of people, I think empty arena shows did not seem like a logical move. But now it's August, basically, and nothing's happened. So it's like, okay, we need to do something.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's kind of, of, for me, become the norm. I mean, obviously, I'm not nearly as into it without the crowd. But it's kind of becoming the normal thing. I still think that maybe we need to just slowly transition into more cinematic,
0: you know, until we can get live crowds back in. Yeah. But even then, like, if they allow a live crowd, it's probably going to have to be socially distanced, masks, the whole right. deal. It's not, like, it's going to look weird yeah. on TV, I think, to a degree. Right. So why do that, you Yeah. Know? And. Not to mention just the liability of entering in a place like that. It, it is what it is. I mean, everyone's got their own opinions on sure, all yeah. this crap. But it just, I don't know. Like, if you're in the live event entertainment business, I don't know. I don't know what you do. Yeah. It's a tough call. But, uh, yeah, check out uh, Leisure and Lariats. And, of course, give a follow to at Jason Wolf, at Jason WLF on Twitter or Art of Jason Wolf on Instagram. He's doing uh, some... Some more T-shirts and stuff like that. Some of his own yeah. designs, which I think is pretty cool. Very cool. And um, he's uh, always pumping out them sketch cards. He's always pushing out good stuff. Dude. Yeah. I mean, he just his artwork's amazing. Highly recommend checking him out. Great dude and just awesome follow. And it's always just his artwork is just second to none. And he stays busy. Yes, he does. He absolutely does, and with good reason. Yes. He's, he's super easy to to work with. He's super quick. Yeah. And he's just an awesome dude. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Give give him a follow and check out his stuff. I uh, grapple hold to be the man. If you like wrestling comic books, you can check both of those out on Amazon. And to be the man is also on Comicsology. And of course, uh Breaker and Banes Power Pro Wrestling. Yes. Uh, the NES game from Pack and Sack Dave. Yes, you can play as us on the NES. It is a real game. On a real Nintendo. Yeah.
1: Came out around 1988.
0: That's right. And we were, it's been
1: going strong since. We were just little babies. <laughs> yeah, but they
0: already knew. They yeah. already knew to make they a game. They already knew. And uh, who knows? Maybe maybe before too long, Power Pro Wrestling 2, Bane's Revenge will be uh, will be greenlit. Yeah. You know, basically meaning we want to spend the money to get it made. Right. So, but that, it'll happen. We're just not in a huge hurry at this point. Bane's music, man. You got all kinds of music over there on it. Apple, Apple, Spotify, wherever people get their tunes. Yeah. Uh, working on new stuff as well. Uh, but yeah, you got three albums out there, a couple of singles. A lot of stuff people can find. Absolutely, yeah. Check it out. Check it all out. Check out our other podcast, Back to the Nintendo. Just released an episode uh, this week on Battletoads.
1: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm.
0: coming up, I think, well, actually, as this dropped, you i have already heard it, Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. There's a couple classics there. Yeah, yeah. NES has got a lot of classics. <clears throat> and I guess no new updates yet. Thank God for uh, no holds barred with old Billy Venus.
1: Yeah, we're looking at uh, looking at about a month or two.
0: Oh boy, are you ready? Yeah,
1: no, but you know, life goes, on. Life, life goes on. I've lived through a pandemic. I think I can live through another season of Bill Venus. Well, you say that, but but it's also Bill Venus in a pandemic. <laughs> now you notice the pandemic hit, and then he kind of was like gone. It, well, you realize the world didn't go to shit until he
0: left, right? It's like. He just literally left this trail of just garbage behind him. Yeah. Pretty pretty accurate. Yeah. When you see those memes like wash your hands, wash your ass, that's what they're talking about. Right. He started this. Son of a bitch. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash BBPH. If you want to support us, you can do it through Patreon. $1, $3, and $5 tiers. You get a an exclusive podcast once a week, The Energy Shot, where we kind of uh, do a deep dive into one singular topic. and um, Also, Bane does some a little bit of gaming on there from time to time. Yep. And uh, all kinds of good stuff. And also you get one gift a year if you're a $3 patron. If you're a $5 patron, you get two gifts a year. Get dose. We drop a deuce on you. <laughs> no, we don't. Oh, dear God, that's <laughs> nasty. <laughs> you can find all of our T-shirts at prowrestlingtees.com <laughs> forward slash Brian Breaker. You can find them on WataManeuver.net. We got a Breaker and Bane's Power Hour store. And Bane also has a store there. do. You can get so you can get the uh, the G.I. Joe uh, Real American Podcaster shirt from Jason Wolf at What Maneuver under the Breaker and Bain's Power Hour tab. And then Bane has two shirts on the Bane tab as well. Yes. N- double your pleasure, double your fun, all that good stuff. All that good stuff. And then of course over on bbph.redbubble.com. And also too, man. We announced it last week. Average Panda. Yeah, AveragePandaGear.com. Check it out. Um,
1: no news yet. I did. I added some tank tops. I wanted to go ahead and throw that out there. I added some tank tops um, to it, but there's an asterisk or asterisk by that uh, in the sense that they are all-over-print tank tops. So they're not cotton like regular tank tops. They are a um, kind of a weird spandex material okay so not have you gotten one or something i'm no i'm actually waiting on one of my orders to come in because i wanted to try it out but i went ahead and put them up there in case people like really wanted an a tank top right i'm still waiting you're all about the tanks <clears throat> yeah i'm it's summertime it's too damn hot if i could walk around naked i would <laughs> um but it's I'm a naked man. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> you saw a
1: naked guy walking down the street when yeah, i did hilarious yeah i did but uh, I'm I'm waiting. The cool thing about that is with the Oliver prints, you can make them make the design a lot bigger. So that's why I'm actually kind of kind of excited about it. But um, I'm waiting on the okay to do direct to garment again. Once that happens, then I'll pull the Oliver prints down and put the direct garment garments up. But yeah, we got that stuff up there, and I actually added a um, what I'm calling the Bane collection. It's um, that shirt that I uh, posted. If you follow me on Twitter, um, it's that shirt that I posted just a couple of days ago and um a different one that says back to back from the grave or back out of the grave uh and those are actually lines uh from music that's coming out in the next few months oh, okay so uh, and those are over on average panda too yeah those are on average panda gear it's kind of a uh um not really a collab because it's all my stuff but it's just me meshing both brands together gotcha. with this so. It's got the got the designs for
0: it on the front and on the back it's got the panda logo. So there you go. Yeah, cool stuff. Yeah, so like if you're a newbie to the gym or a guy that's, you know, wanting to get into the gym or whatever, mm-hmm. this place get you some gym gear. Absolutely. It's definitely it's definitely not for the old gym rats.
1: It's for the uh old gym fats. <laughs> did you just come up with that? <laughs> I did, literally nice. just now.
0: Very good. Very well done. Yes. So there it is. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. We'll be back next week with part two from Your best friend of the whole wide world, GBM, good brother Mike. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. And we will see you guys in seven days. Peace, easy.
3: Yeah. One more time.
1: It's good. It was really good. Pretty
0: good. Matt, son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch!
3: Okay, now take it. Sicka. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put it, put it on the internet.